This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. In our frenzied culture, rest often feels elusive, especially for leaders who carry the weight of nonstop responsibility. If your soul longs for replenishment, stay tuned to learn more about Ruth Haley Barton's book, Embracing Rhythms of Work and Rest, and by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Listening to Get in the Word with Truth Table. Presented by Innervar City Press. The Daily Audio Bible Podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Akemeni Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading, 2 Chronicles chapter 34, verse 29, through chapter 35, verse 19. The king summoned all the leaders of Judah and Jerusalem. The king went up to the Lord's temple, accompanied by all the people of Judah the residents of Jerusalem, the priests, and the Levites. All the people were there, from the oldest to the youngest. He read aloud all the words of the scroll of the covenant that had been discovered in the Lord's temple. The king stood by his pillar and renewed the covenant before the Lord, agreeing to follow the Lord and to obey his commandments, laws, and rules with all his heart and being by carrying out the terms of this covenant recorded on this scroll. He made all who were in Jerusalem and Benjamin agree to it, The residents of Jerusalem acted in accordance with the covenant of God, the God of their ancestors. Josiah removed all the detestable idols from all the areas belonging to the Israelites and encouraged all who were in Israel to worship the Lord their God. Throughout the rest of his reign, they did not turn aside from following the Lord God of their ancestors. Chapter 35, Josiah Observes the Passover Josiah observed a Passover festival for the Lord in Jerusalem. They slaughtered the Passover lambs on the 14th day of the first month. He appointed the priests to fulfill their duties and encouraged them to carry out their service in the Lord's temple. He told the Levites, who instructed all Israel about things consecrated to the Lord, place the holy ark in the temple, which King Solomon, son of David of Israel, built. Don't carry it on your shoulders. Now serve the Lord your God and his people Israel. Prepare yourselves by your families according to your divisions, as instructed in writing by King David of Israel and his son Solomon. Stand in the sanctuary and, together with the Levites, represent the family divisions of your countrymen. Slaughter the Passover lambs, consecrate yourselves, and make preparations for your countrymen to celebrate according to the Lord's message, which came through Moses. 
From his own royal flocks and herds, Josiah supplied the people with 30,000 lambs and goats for the Passover sacrifice, as well as 3,000 cattle. His officials also willingly contributed to the people, priests, and Levites. Hilkiah, Zechariah, and Jehiel, the leaders of God's temple, gave the priests 2,600 Passover sacrifices and 300 cattle. Conaniah and his brothers, Shemaiah and Nathaniel, along with Hashabiah, Jehiel, and Josabad, the officials of the Levites, supplied the Levites with 5,000 Passover sacrifices and 500 cattle. Preparations were made, and the priests stood at their posts and the Levites in their divisions as prescribed by the king. They slaughtered the Passover lambs, and the priests splashed the blood, while the Levites skinned the animals. They reserved the burnt offerings and the cattle for the family divisions of the people to present to the Lord, as prescribed in the scroll of Moses. They cooked the Passover sacrifices over the open fire as prescribed and cooked the consecrated offerings in pots, kettles, and pans. They quickly served them to all the people. Afterward, they made preparations for themselves and for the priests. Because the priests, the descendants of Aaron, were offering burnt sacrifices and fat portions until evening, the Levites made preparations for themselves and for the priests, the descendants of Aaron. The musicians, the descendants of Asaph, manned their posts, as prescribed by David, Asaph, Heman, and Jedathan, the king's prophet. The guards at the various gates did not need to leave their posts, for their fellow Levites made preparations for them. So all the preparations for the Lord's service were made that day, as the Passover was observed and the burnt sacrifices were offered on the altar of the Lord, as prescribed by King Josiah. So the Israelites who were present observed the Passover at that time, as well as the Feast of Unleavened Bread for seven days. A Passover like this had not been observed in Israel since the days of Samuel the prophet. None of the kings of Israel had observed a Passover like the one celebrated by Josiah, the priests, the Levites, all the people of Judah and Israel who were there, and the residents of Jerusalem. This Passover was observed in the 18th year of Josiah's reign. 2 Kings chapter 23 verses 21 through 28. The king ordered all the people, observe the Passover of the Lord your God, as prescribed in the scroll of the covenant. He issued this edict because a Passover like this had not been observed since the days of the judges who led Israel. It was neglected for the entire period of the kings of Israel and Judah. But in the 18th year of King Josiah's reign, such a Passover of the Lord was observed in Jerusalem. Josiah also got rid of the ritual pits used to conjure up spirits, the magicians, personal idols, disgusting images, and all the detestable idols that had appeared in the land of Judah and in Jerusalem. In this way, he carried out the terms of the law recorded on the scroll that Hilkiah the priest had discovered in the Lord's temple. No king before or after repented before the Lord as he did, with his whole heart, soul, and being in accordance with the whole law of Moses. Yet the Lord's great anger against Judah did not subside. He was still infuriated by all the things Manasseh had done. The Lord announced, I will also spurn Judah, just as I spurned Israel. I will reject this city that I chose, both Jerusalem and the temple, about which I said, I will live there. The rest of the events of Josiah's reign and all his accomplishments are recorded in the scroll called The Annals of the Kings of Judah. Jeremiah chapter 47. Judgment on the Philistine Cities. This was the Lord's message to the prophet Jeremiah about the Philistines before Pharaoh attacked Gaza. Look, enemies are gathering in the north like water rising in a river. They will be like an overflowing stream. They will overwhelm the whole country and everything in it like a flood. They will overwhelm the cities and their inhabitants. People will cry out in alarm. Everyone living in the country will cry out in pain. 
Fathers will hear the hoofbeats of the enemy's horses, the clatter of their chariots, and the rumbling of their wheels. They will not turn back to save their children, because they will be paralyzed with fear. For the time has come to destroy all the Philistines. The time has come to destroy all the help that remains for Tyre and Sidon. For I, the Lord, will destroy the Philistines, that remnant that came from the island of Crete. The people of Gaza will shave their heads in mourning. The people of Ashkelon will be struck dumb. How long will you gash yourselves to show your sorrow? You who remain of Philistia's power, how long will you cry out? O sword of the Lord, how long will it be before you stop killing? Go back into your sheath. Stay there and rest. But how can it rest when I, the Lord, have given it orders? I have ordered it to attack the people of Ashkelon and the seacoast. Psalm 100, a thanksgiving psalm. Shout out praises to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with joy. Enter his presence with joyful singing. Acknowledge the Lord is God. He made us and we belong to him. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give him thanks. Praise his name. For the Lord is good. His loyal love endures. And he is faithful through all generations. Psalm 122. A Song of Ascents by David I was glad because they said to me, We will go to the Lord's temple. Our feet are standing inside your gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem is a city designed to accommodate an assembly. The tribes go up there, the tribes of the Lord, where it is required that Israel give thanks to the name of the Lord. Indeed, the leaders sit there on thrones and make legal decisions on the thrones of the house of David. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May those who love her prosper. May there be peace inside your defenses and prosperity inside your fortresses. For the sake of my brothers and my neighbors, I will say, may there be peace in you. For the sake of the temple of the Lord our God, I will pray for you to prosper. Psalm 145, a psalm of praise by David. I will extol you, my God, O King. I will praise your name continually. Every day I will praise you. I will praise your name continually. The Lord is great and certainly worthy of praise. No one can fathom his greatness. One generation will praise your deeds to another and tell about your mighty acts. I will focus on your honor and majestic splendor and your amazing deeds. They will proclaim the power of your awesome acts. I will declare your great deeds. They will talk about the fame of your great kindness and sing about your justice. The Lord is merciful and compassionate. He is patient and demonstrates great loyal love. The Lord is good to all and has compassion on all he has made. All your works will give thanks to you, Lord. Your loyal followers will praise you. They will proclaim the splendor of your kingdom. They will tell about your power so that mankind might acknowledge your mighty acts and the majestic splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an eternal kingdom and your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord supports all who fall and lifts up all who are bent over. Everything looks to you in anticipation, and you provide them with food on a regular basis. You open your hand, and you fill every living thing with the food it desires. The Lord is just in all his actions, and exhibits love in all he does. The Lord is near all who cry out to him, all who cry out to him sincerely. He satisfies the desire of his loyal followers. He hears their cry for help and delivers them. The Lord protects all those who love him but he destroys all the wicked. My mouth will praise the Lord. Let all who live praise his holy name forever. New Testament reading, Philippians chapter four, 
verses 2 through 9. I appeal to Euodia and to Syntyche to agree in the Lord. Yes, I say also to you, true companion, help them. They have struggled together in the gospel ministry along with me and Clement and my other co-workers whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let everyone see your gentleness. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything. Instead, in every situation, through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, tell your requests to God. And the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is worthy of respect, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if something is excellent or praiseworthy, think about these things. And what you learned and received and heard and saw in me, do these things, and the God of peace will be with you. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. Gracious and holy and righteous God, we praise your name today. We honor you, Lord, for you are worthy. You are our creator. You are God and God all by yourself. We thank you, triune God, for your love and kindness, your compassion, your patience towards your people. We thank you, Creator God, for this creation. And we pray, O God, O Lord, that we would govern ourselves in ways that demonstrate that we love you, that we honor you, that we are grateful for you, that we love your people, people made in your image, O God. We pray that we would live lives that speak louder than our words, O God, about our adoration towards you. We are grateful. We are grateful, O God, for who you are and what you have done for us, O Lord. We give thanks to your holy and righteous name, and we pray for the peace of our land. We pray, O God, for peace and healing in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray, O God, for peace in our families and peace in our hearts, O God, and not a superficial or fake peace, not a pretend or pretense peace, O God, but we pray for deep and true peace, O God. We pray for true and deep peace, real peace, O God, that does not hide or run from conflict, that doesn't pretend conflict isn't real, but instead, O oh God, engages conflict in ways that bring you honor, that bring you glory, O oh God. Help us to not live lives filled with anxiety, but we thank you, O oh Lord God, that you do not mock us or despise us or taunt us because of our fears. Instead, you call us to bring our burdens and to cast our worries and fears onto you. You have reminded us through the wisdom of your word that we ought to think on and to reflect on and to meditate on that which is true and beautiful and holy and just, O oh God. Grant us an imagination. Allow us to ruminate about that which pleases you. O oh God, we ask right now that you would help our brains with the plaguing and persistent thoughts of despair and hopelessness and, and trauma, O oh God. And instead, O oh God, we ask that you would grant to us the mind of Christ and that you would be a balm to our brains, O oh Lord, that we might be inclined to grow more and more, to develop a greater and greater appetite to reflect on what we see here in Philippians, to think on that which is pure and lovely and commendable, O oh God, and praiseworthy. We thank you, O oh God, that we can be people of the truth who speak the truth and acknowledge hard realities and yet are invited to meditate on that which is praiseworthy and excellent. 
Draw our imaginations and attention to you, O Lord, to the hills which cometh our help, knowing that it comes from you. For you indeed are a present help in times of trouble, in sorrow, in pain, and in confusion. God, show us that you are with us. Emmanuel, God with us. We thank you, O Lord, for you are indeed worthy of praise. And God, we look towards this day to walk with you one step closer and one step further unto glorification. It is in Christ's name that we pray. Amen and amen. The journey to a meaningful Sabbath practice is slow and gradual, and it is a journey we need to take in community. In her book, Embracing Rhythms of Work and Rest, Ruth Haley Barton offers wisdom regarding the rhythms of Sabbath, exploring both weekly Sabbath keeping as well as extended periods of sabbatical time. Sabbath is more than a practice. It is a way of life ordered around God's invitation to regular rhythms of work, rest, and replenishment that will sustain us for the long haul of life and leadership. Get your copy of this book today at ivpress.com. As a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code, the word, that's promo code T-H-E-W-O-R-D at ivpress.com. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth's Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers. Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag GetInTheWord and hashtag TruthsTable. Saints, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. Get in the Word with Truth's Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee. Let's go, so